0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Footballer's Voice, the home of the PFA podcast. As we've mentioned before, we're covering all the A-League's superstars, Socceroos, Matildas, and of course, some past legends of the game. Um, this is a big episode, one of the first females on for the year or for this edition of The Footballer's Voice. Very successful start to your career. Paige, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good. What's been happening? How's preseason?
1: Really tough. It's been good. We've had like a new SNC and like new um, physios, like a new medical team. So they've been like putting us through the ringer, but yeah. it's been pretty good.
0: Are you, is the, f- I guess the female preseason similar to the male where it's like very long? Um, or is it, is it different because obviously your season's a bit shorter and so forth that it's a bit of a different sort of approach to coming into game one, for example?
1: Well, like a typical A-League women's team, like they've done, um, like a five week preseason for everyone. So like, that's nothing. That's Mm. really like, um, Jam it in pretty quickly, Um, but Victory liked to start a bit earlier, so we've, like, kind of been training for, like, more than five weeks, which is good. You don't want, like, five weeks of running, like, crammed into one
0: thing. Yeah. How do you go with that sort of stuff? Like, is... is The fitness stuff? Yeah. Well, is Jeff, like, good where, you know how there's some coaches that have disguised running? So, like, you do small-sided games, but it's, like, ten times harder than just straight running, for example. Oh,
1: Like, the passing drills. Yeah. Jeff, definitely. It's like running with, like, a slight bit of passing. (laughs) Really? They are deadly. Yeah like I'd rather maybe do some box to boxes and a passing drill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what's been your like approach cuz obviously um for you you're a part of you've been part of a few successful seasons which we're going to go into but do you when you come into pre-season this year particularly sort of coming off the bench and getting some sort of starts here and there like what's sort of your mindset when you're coming into game one like because I know you're a competitive person
1: yeah I am definitely (laughs) I have I feel different this season like I don't know what it is what I've been eating but coming into this season I just feel so much older and like a bigger player for the team really is like good because sometimes I'm a bit hard on myself so like knowing that I deserve to be there and like I'm one of like the big girls now is nice um so I don't know what it is maybe like a change in mindset but I'm really hoping I can like break into the squad this season yeah and like get a Stunning position.
0: Well, so far, so good. You've been playing most yeah. games, haven't you? Yeah. yeah, so
1: far, yeah. But We've we'll been, see. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. It, see number six. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, It's pretty surreal, though, because, like, I mean, I knew you're a superstar, a young superstar, an up-and-coming superstar, but I didn't actually know that you got signed or your first sort of deal sort of at this level was as a 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, it is. How
0: did that come about? Like how?
1: I, I don't know. I was just kind of in and amongst the victory squad. Like when I was 14, I think I got brought in as like a train on. So I did like two. At 14? Yeah. Is
0: that happening with any other 14-year-olds now?
1: Oh, there's some young ones. Yeah, definitely. But um,
0: so like, boy, did did you find that difficult? Like for me, as 14-year-old playing against a man would have been extremely tough. Mm, and I can imagine I was, the same for you as 14-year-old. Yeah,
1: I was terrified.
0: Because, yeah, you don't exactly have some small players in the victory set up too. Like, there's some big, strong girls that can push their weight about.
1: They were scary. Like, (laughs) I was terrified. I remember, like, my second session maybe. The first one I was, like, scared, but I didn't know what to expect. And the second one I knew, like, what I was doing and mum had to, like, drag me out of the car. She was like, you have to go. I was like, I really don't want to go. Because they were terrifying. Like, they didn't mean to be, like, mean. They weren't mean, but... Honestly, like, I was just terrified. Yeah. But, yeah, it's been a few years now, and, like, I love going to training. On days off, I'm miserable. Really? Yeah.
0: Would, you, would you ever train by yourself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you do? Actually, funny story. I don't have, like, soccer balls at home. I have two balls. Well, now one. I went to the field by myself because I was like, I'm going to practice my free kicks, and I absolutely launched it, like, into the <laughs> <Lushed> creek. <it. laughs> so now yeah. I have, like, one, but it's
0: yeah. flat. Yeah, but we've all been there. Yeah. Yeah, I used to have a bag of soccer balls, and, like, yeah. No, it's running low. Yeah, there's none. (laughs) They've all been like pierced. (laughs) But no, can we go back to when you were 16? So like just how special was that moment for you? Like did you really realize what was happening? Because there's not too many girls in the country that would be getting that recognition at that age. Mm -hmm. And obviously being seen as a a big part of um, like the most successful team in the country, for Mm -hmm. example. Like so what was what was your headspace at the time? Were you just enjoying it or?
1: Yeah, I didn't really know like I was gonna get signed for a little bit. Like I would just rock up to training, do my best and then go home and then just come back the next day. And I didn't really think that I would kind of be signed for a little bit. Um, so when Jeff and I had that conversation, I was almost speechless. I was like, Really? Like you really want me to be in the team? (laughs) Um, but um he took me to the champions league the asian champions league kind of thing and we versed like um some massive women like it wasn't an a-league game it was like in that league yeah and they were massive and i came on for like 10 minutes and absolutely like put someone to the ground and i was like i needed that <laughs> you i just needed that and, like, i wasn't a big girl but yeah it was crazy <laughs> big like, in spirit. i had a good time yeah yeah,
0: yeah. big in spirit
1: um so i needed that i think just to like tell myself like wow maybe i can actually do this
0: do you feel now you've had like two full seasons under your belt, do you feel more prepared or ready to, I guess, cement yourself in that spot? Because when we come on this show, the, I guess sometimes you don't really get the focus of the other side of people trying to break into squads and make mm-hmm. their name and do all those things and it does come with a bit of maturity but you are also been, I think, in a great environment for that with Jeff who's obviously one of the best coaches and you've had one of the best teams. But what do you feel has shifted for you coming into this season and maybe the last two?
1: I don't honestly couldn't tell you. I don't know what it is. I think maybe my um, off season when I was traveling like with the twenties, and I went to the World Cup with them, and I learnt so much. And um, I think coming back has kind of changed my mindset and like made me a better player. So I think um, knowing that I could play against like the world's best, like Spain at a youth level. Um, has given me a lot of confidence Mm. Um, and I I thought at the time last year I was ready, I was ready to start but like now where I'm at I'm like maybe like I wasn't, maybe this is the Mm. year
0: that I'll be ready. Did you even have an off-season just speaking of because I'm going to go into some of these tournaments because they were Mm. incredible achievements but um, yeah I feel like you were different age groups, different age levels and then different countries like almost continuously for like an eight-week period, mm. it was ridiculous.
1: Uh-huh. It was like a good, I reckon, three to four months. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just, so long. I was just gone.
0: And it was across like three different age groups from like the 23s, yeah. 20s. Uh, two. Two. Was two. It just <laughs> two? <laughs> okay, 20, and 23s, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but it was a lot.
1: Yeah, it felt like so much. I think I was home for maybe nine days at max at one stage. Like it was just camp after camp and then like Philippines tournament with the 23s and then back and then we went to New Zealand with the 20s. Like, there was just so many things going on, but, like, it was quite good to be around um, Mm. such good players all the time because, yeah, I just got used to it.
0: How do you, like, what's sort of, because there's a huge part of that travel where it's, like, a lot of Mm downtime. Obviously, the football stuff's really intense when it is there, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of stuff where you're just, like, doing nothing. Like, how do you keep yourself entertained and maybe not so homesick or worried about what's happening at home, like, focusing on the moment? Mm -hmm. What are some things that you would have done?
1: Hmm. Well, I actually wasn't homesick this time. I remember when I was with the juniors. I
0: never used to get homesick either. I used to think it was so much fun. Yeah, because like 23 of you. Maybe not
1: like. But some people
0: did, yeah. Yeah,
1: but I think when I was with the under 17s, I was homesick. Mm. But with the 20s, I was loving the independent life, um, being away from my family. Like obviously a bit sad because like I love them, but Mm. it was nice. I think there obviously was a lot of downtime, but I had a really good roommate. Like we met at. Um, my first camp and then like we just became such good friends so that was good like being able to have chats and stuff I like to read sometimes
0: what books would you be reading
1: I'm reading it ends with us at the moment
0: is that like a deep romance that's what that sounds like
1: (laughs) it is I don't read anything else oh
0: really okay um that's good though because I feel like it's good to have a bit of a distraction
1: yeah I don't think I could get into like the um Soccer players' books. Yeah, just so it's like, like
0: or just biographies in general. Yeah,
1: that sort of stuff. Maybe I could. I haven't tried it, but I like to watch Netflix. When I get into like a,
0: mm. a series,
1: I'm like stuck on it. Um, but other than that, we actually – we had a lot of downtime, but at the same time we were busy all the time.
0: How did you find coming up against like some of the different nations you were playing against to like – because obviously you've played in the, the A-League here for a couple of years, so you've you kind of got an understanding of the standard and – the temperatures and the humidities and what you're going to play against, the referees, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. When you go overseas, all those dynamics kind of shift. <laughs> was that sort of like, was that something you got comfortable with? Was that a bit eye opening at times, like yeah, to definitely. see how different parts approach the game?
1: We got told like um, the temperatures would be hotter and like. Um What's the word? The altitude would be different, but mm. I had no idea. Like, I yeah, thought, yeah, maybe, like, I'll breathe a bit funny. We got to Mexico the first session and they said do a warm-up lap and I was like, I can't, I can't with the session anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was so eye-opening. It's Did so you different. feel, like,
0: your blood vessels or, like, stuff, like, my arms were, like, pulsating? Really? Yeah.
1: No. Okay, not that bad. Oh, wow. But, like, I would felt go like my, I
0: felt like my bloodstream was, like, opening really? up. Really? Because that's what altitude, it makes you, like...
1: It made me feel funky. Like, one of the days I felt so nauseous. Dizzy or just like, yeah. yeah. I would, like, try to open my suitcase and be out of breath. Yeah, It was that bad. Yeah. Yeah, but that took a bit of getting used to. And then, obviously, like, the style of play in other countries is so different. Even just the way, like, they go about their daily routines. Like, we obviously, like, like to go on team walks. We have lunch. We don't sleep until, like, bedtime. But... Spain in the World Cup were like on the level above us, and you could see like the level above. They would go to sleep at like three PM for like a siesta kind of thing.
0: Mm. Yeah, I thought
1: that meant party in Spanish, but no, it's like they sleep in yeah. the day and yeah, then it's sleep crazy. later. Yeah, like I, how, d- I, don't I don't know, know how, how they. they d- do it. I don't
0: know how they do that either. Do you know when when my under twenty World Cup when we were there with Spain, we yeah. were like weighing ourselves and doing urine tests and, like, Mm -hmm. everything perfect, sleep at this time, wake up this time. And I remember they were just, like, drinking cans of Coke and, like... They'd go on a team bus on, like, a night out, like... (laughs) After a game or in between games, and then they'd like beat us six nil.
1: Oh my goodness! See, <laughs> was, it works for them. Yeah,
0: I know. They're just more relaxed. Yeah, that's what maybe I that's found with them.
1: be relaxed.
0: Yeah, I think so. It's a long yeah. time away. You need to be. Mm. But you've been pretty greedy in your first two seasons, I must say, because you've you've won two championships. <laughs> <laughs> like that's ridiculous. Most
1: successful like A League women's player. <laughs> <ever. laughs> like it's
0: just you could retire tomorrow and like <laughs> your name's etched in history. But it's pretty crazy. Like yeah. I don't think many could people could have predicted that or to actually be a part of that was pretty special. But how do you kind of look back on like those trophies? Do you value them? Like, do you understand that not everyone can get that every year? Yeah,
1: Yeah. I do. But like, I almost don't want to experience not getting one. (laughs) Like I never want to lose. I want us to win it for the third time again because it is so much fun. Like I tell my family and my friends, like when we won, it was the best day of my life. Like it genuinely was just so much fun. Yeah, And I don't want to not have that again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Well, let's hope you don't because I think one of the things about the Victory uh, women setup that I've noticed is like the culture and obviously Jeff's a huge part of that. But like all you girls are like actually like, like really good friends, like mm-hmm. best friends. And I've obviously had insight at that of working in the club and um, interviewing all of you on like Victory TV and stuff. But Just from from your point of view, like, what's made that team tick and be so successful? Is it, like, things like that or you just got great plays and it's just working under Jeff's sort of tactics?
1: Mm. I don't know. I was actually talking to my friend yesterday about it because we were trying to think, like, are we just biased to think that our team culture is, like, some insane thing or, like, is it actually really good? Because Mm. we had, like, a team culture meeting yesterday and, like, the new players would say, like, what they value and, like, how they feel coming into the team and, like, lots of them would say, like, I've never been in, like, such an awesome environment before. Really? So, like, I don't know what it is, but we are all, like, so close. Like, we hang out, like, twice a week when it's not football, which is crazy. Um, and we just always want to be with each other, which is so cool. But, like, I don't know if, like, other teams are like that or if I'm just biased. <laughs> right. But, yeah. Okay. There must I think be it's something in special.
0: Well, one of the reasons why... Uh, attest a lot of your success to the camaraderie it was because last year kayla mm-hmm. your captain in the first game she did a acl mm-hmm. which is a massive blow because i think the year before she was like the victory women's play of the year and yeah. obviously helped you guys win that first title so if you guys go and win that like mm. without her and like in some ways i think she's a big part of why you guys have such a good culture because she's just a bit of a larrikin like have you heard the story about her with uh, nani no on the bike is this when a, they first met, when yeah, when they okay, first met, remind me, yeah, well, so it? like it's Nani, he's one like,
1: Is this when she told him to work harder?
0: Yeah, but she didn't yeah. know who he was, of course, and then so and then times. so she was like, Oh, like, are you new here? and he's like, Oh, yeah, I just signed. He's like, Oh, so where did you come from? He's like, Oh, I played for like Manchester United and like oh, Portugal and stuff, gosh. and she's like, Oh do you still play for Portugal? And, and he's like, no, well, they're not really picking me. And whilst he's like oh, doing God. this, because he, he said he hadn't retired. He goes, uh-huh. they're just not picking him. And whilst he's doing this, he's like pedaling really slow. And yes. she's like, well, you probably want to pedal a bit harder.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and apparently he loved it because like <laughs> yeah, obviously everyone's like, you know. Everyone
1: around him apparently was like, oh, my gosh, did she just Yeah, that? and but they're but like best friends. No yeah, they're so close.
0: Yeah, which is pretty... She's Pretty crazy, funny. though.
1: She's crazy. And, like, losing her last season was horrible. I think we actually – the game she went down, we won 5-1. It's but like it, the
0: first game of the yeah, year, wasn't it? Yeah, it felt like
1: a loss. Like, she how scored and then got, did it in, like, yeah. the first
0: 30 minutes yeah. or something. It was crazy.
1: But how does a 5-0 win feel like a loss? Like, that's just how big it was. Yeah. Um. But I think – We like managed, like we learn, we learned to like um, communicate as well because like she is our most vocal player. And when she went down, like no one was speaking. So Mm. we really had to like learn. So, in a way, it was a good thing. It was obviously like a horrible thing. We would never want that to happen again. But um, we had to learn to like be more vocal and like bring the team together. Yeah.
0: How is your sort of like that vocal side of the game? (laughs) Is that something? Because you've captained some of the young national teams and stuff. I I feel like you've, I feel like you wouldn't be scared to tell your teammates to like, do certain things because it's like you have to because if you yeah. don't and someone doesn't do what you say then you'll get in trouble because you can like see yeah, the picture of the game ish. you know
1: I feel like maybe this season yes but in previous seasons I was a mute okay. I would not speak Yeah, Jeff actually like used to call me the mouse because I didn't say a <laughs> word
0: <laughs> Oh really? but okay. now I
1: feel like I'm a louder you I'm feel a bit a more confident yeah like, and few, I can tell people like
0: you're also a two time championship player so you can absolutely you can start telling Never people actually what,
1: stepped on the field in the ground <laughs> but, <laughs> but
0: that doesn't matter it's alright you still you still are there I think when you are are also like very young coming into the game when we speak about this we spoke spoken about this like with Jason Joss on the podcast before and obviously Jura when he was obviously at the small sort of senior end of the PFA but being a young girl and coming into the pro ranks did you like understand who the PFA were and their sort of responsibility of how they were helping the women's game
1: no did, I had did you
0: learn idea. about that pretty oh, absolutely. quickly
1: yeah my first I think train on seasons I, I didn't have a clue but um, the last maybe two or three years, I've really learned a lot about them. Now I'm kind of like, I wouldn't say delegate, but You're we have delegates, two delegates, but I'm amongst them. I'm like a half delegate. <laughs> like I'm learning. I'm in a role to like learn from them. Right. Um. So, um. yeah, I've learned about like how much they do for us and it's crazy. Like they really, really do vouch for us and like we appreciate it so much. So being amongst that, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: What would be, so you get like insight into some of the delegate discussions and is the responsibility of them to like relay... Like important information back to the team, or vice yeah. versa. There's like a little, versa. a little
1: WhatsApp group chat that I'm in, which is nice. <laughs> Delegate chat. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Delegates only. Um, And like the PFA will just like send stuff they want the rest of the team to hear, and we just relay the information.
0: It's pretty cool that as part of the PFA, like the boss of it is uh, Catherine Gill, mm-hmm. like the superstar. Yes. That is so that, I think cool. that's empowering for like females in the game too to see that. She's like a co-CEO with Bowen and so forth. Mm-hmm. She actually
1: came to like present a little slideshow the other day. Oh,
0: that really? Was, pretty cool. was that cool as well? Yeah, that was cool. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome amongst the delegates. So could that be something you would see yourself doing in the future?
1: Potentially, yeah. I think it's um, awesome what they do and I'd love to get amongst it, yeah.
0: I want to touch on the national team because, as we said, you're so young and you're breaking into the under-20 team, even the under-23 team. Like, uh, it's pretty surreal. But you just turned 19, so you went to the World Cup at, what, 18? Can you go? You're too old to go to the next one. I think
1: I miss it by like two months or something. So,
0: yeah, you're on, so you kind of were like a bottom major for the World Cup, oh, just gone in some kind regard.
1: Kind of like well, we it's ni-
0: 19 young. and 20 year olds go to the under 20 World Cup.
1: Yeah, but like, we had 18. like young people as well. All
0: oh, right, so it was a yeah. mix. Yeah, how she so said, let's just talk through the like getting that call up and going to the under 20 World Cup and how special that was.
1: Yeah. Honestly, like, best experience of my life. Yeah. Did Like, the first camp... I actually didn't get invited to the first camp they did for the 20s. They had, like, a two-week camp in the AIS and I didn't get picked. And um, it was the same day that I found out... So, I... Okay, let's just go through the morning. I woke up. It was the day before the A-League Women's Grand Final Mm. against Sydney. (laughs) And um, I found out that I didn't get picked for the camp for the 20s. So, I was kind of, like, bummed. I was quite sad. But I went to training and then i found out that i wasn't in the squad for the grand final so like right. that day was horrible i was i was gutted um but i just did what i usually do like take it in my stride put my head down and keep working and then another camp the next one came up and i got invited to that one and i was so nervous i was yeah. terrified um, I think if you told me I would actually make the squad that day, like of the first camp, I'd be like, no, like yeah. I'm out of my depth. Like I don't think I can do it. But so, so it was shift, just a mind shifted thing for
0: you. Just it's mine wasn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: like I'm just too hard on myself. Like I probably had a good session that day, but I wouldn't think that. Yeah. Um, but I think. Do just, you try
0: and like? Do you try and shift that now? Because I think most players, when you're young as well, coming into senior football you're so used to dominating Mm -hmm. and then you come into players that have been there for like five to ten years and they're like no we dominate this not you straight away or whatever and like you're just like really hard like I was so hard on myself mm-hmm. and I know a lot of young players are as well when they come into it but do you try and change that now or you yeah. still like just naturally you you want more from yourself
1: I think naturally I do want more for myself but <clears> I also <throat> think it's a maturity thing like just being around for a longer period of time and like just um, being involved in more games more training sessions you learn like it's good to make mistakes at training sometimes mm. and like not to be too hard on yourself I remember I think I made like three bad passes in one game and I was like, I've had the worst game ever. And <laughs> then I watched it back, hard. and I was like, Wow! Like <laughs> I good. did okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's oh. just a
1: mindset thing, I think.
0: What's what for you special about the national team and like representing the green and gold? Like, is there anything that stands out to you in that process? Because um, it's pretty surreal at times. Like, I don't think you realize how big it is until sometimes you've done it. Or
1: yeah, well, like just the process, like the process into getting into the team was so difficult. So I think. When I finally got picked for the squad, I realised, like, wow, this is such an awesome achievement. And, like, this is what, like, every football player my age, like, wants to do. Like, you want to be able to represent your country. So, um, definitely in that moment, I was like, this is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an honour, first of all. Like, it is so hard to get into those types of teams. So, um, just kind of realising, like... How special it is was a big thing, yeah.
0: Do you find that, like, there's a bit of a a ripple effect from, like, the Matildas, like, all their success and, like, being sort of one of the best teams in the world Mm and Sam Kerr being, like, almost a Ballon d'Or winner and everything like that, just crazy. Um, Do you find that, like, the next sort of generation that you're in, it's, like, super competitive now and, like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot more talent, a lot more people gunning to be sort of in their boots?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think seeing how successful the Matildas um have been and are is, like, like what you said, rippling down into, like, younger um, generations. And I think being able to see them is, like, um, growing the game for us youngsters, I think. Um, It's inspiring. Like, you watch them in a game and you're like, I really, really want to do that. And, like, in the under-20s, they they try to, like, mirror what we do um, in the seniors. So, like, you feel a part of it. You feel a part of everything. And, yeah, I think... Their success just helps us grow, yeah.
0: Is there any like plays for you that you love watching the Matildas or you look up to just in general in the female game that you kind of put your game on? Or do you look at the male game as well? Like look at both and watch both?
1: Yes and no. I don't watch the male game as much. Yeah. Um, I've always loved watching Steph Catley. I think... Even from when I was young, I thought she was the coolest person in the world.
0: <laughs> really? Um, yeah. Have you met her?
1: Yeah, I actually have. I've oh. done a session with her. Oh, and I go. was like the whole time like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> <Steph>. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think the way she conducts herself is just so cool to see. Mm. Um, she works so hard. She's technically, like, really good. So, yeah, we play different positions, but, like, I try to base myself around her as well.
0: Okay. is it well, Who's your who's the team in the world you'd love to play for, like, one day? Because, mm-hmm. you know what, I think it's it's incredible some of the European, like, uh, teams of or the female teams, like how big they are, like the powerhouses mm-hmm. uh, across Barca, Juventus, PSG, like they're just, mm-hmm. like the the females in those teams are just as revered as some of like the male players in uh, those teams as yeah.
1: well. Uh,
0: no one in particular?
1: I reckon at the moment, like I'm really obsessed with the Arsenal women's team. Really? I'm a Liverpool supporter, but I love <laughs> watching them and like I would play for them the if pro- I
0: had yeah, the opportunity the, the, in the, the Premier League, yeah it's a, it's a great league over there that's yeah. what set is dominating some of the goals yeah, she scores is crazy uh-huh.
1: there's so many aussies over there as well in the women's super league, yeah yeah women's sport. super league yeah. yeah
0: correct yeah so just on the obviously you touched on some of the the actual football stuff but off the field like sort of you read books but what else what else are you doing to like keep yourself busy and do you find that you have to do those things like i guess with where the A-League's at right now, that you need to sort of channel other interests and focus on that? Or do you prefer just going, no, I want to put all my eggs in one basket and focus on football?
1: Mm. I'm always like a very education and football kind of person. So I'm studying at the moment. I'm doing a Bachelor of Biomedicine at La Trobe. Okay. Um. But I've had to take a leave of absence this semester because, like, of all the travel that I was doing.
0: Yeah. Okay, um, sh- yeah. Yeah. It's a, fair, it's a reasonable excuse. Yeah. I'm sure the chancellor vice-chancellor will be like, yeah, fair play. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, I actually really enjoy studying. Sometimes I think I'm a bit of a nerd. Oh, really? Um, so, that keeps me quite busy. <clears throat> it's good having, like, a balance. Do like,
0: you find it helps your football at all or not? Um, no, it's not just for you. It's just interesting.
1: I'm just so interested in it. Okay. Yeah. It's, like, oh, that's so really different cool. as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that wow. keeps
1: me so busy. It is challenging as <laughs> So well.
0: that's your main thing? Is that is, – are you doing anything else? Apparently you're driving now, which is a big yeah. step in life.
1: Oh, my goodness. People <laughs> would still say I'm a bad driver. <laughs> oh, I've had really? it for maybe like my license for 10 months now.
0: Right. That's okay. pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. So what, what would be – coming into this season, what would be, I guess, some goals or things that you'd be setting targets for yourself?
1: I reckon cementing my spot in the starting 11 was like the, my main priority and like always like trying to improve myself. Um, but I think my next goal is like trying to really start lots of games and get as much game time as possible. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: It's going to be a big year.
1: Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> 3 Pete Yes, definitely. <laughs> well, yeah, because well,
0: you don't know anything else. No, so you I can't don't want to know
1: anything else either. Oh. Maybe Premiers as well. That'd be nice. The double.
0: The double, we yeah. We need that. Well, I'm excited for you. You're an absolute young superstar. I think you're going to keep kicking goals for victory and... Um, more sort of national caps to come hopefully. hopefully. So Fingers but manifesting you'll be in the Matildas. <laughs> That's what we said. So no doubt you'll be there soon.
1: We'll see.
0: Yeah. Thank you for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me.